Whether you're in the pool or the boat or you're braving the heat out on the golf course, we've got just what the doctor ordered, and that's ice cream and bluegrass music. Yep, in that order, we're going to start in Henry County, just outside of Campbellsburg, where we find a fairly new establishment started by a former elementary school principal and her brother. We are speaking of Rowlett's Milkhouse Creamery, and we're going to find out the key to the success of their award-winning ice cream, which should not overshadow the butter and cheeses and everything else they do. So stay tuned for Sharon, and afterwards, we're going to take you to Nicholasville, where awaiting us is Lardo from the legendary Kentucky-based duo known as the Moron Brothers. Now, Lardo's musical brother, Burley, had such a busy schedule and he could not break away, but we were blessed to have Lardo and be able to chat with him, so he will uh, tell us a very entertaining story about his background, along with Burley and singing and songwriting. We'll even hear a musical selection from the Moron Brothers. So, strap yourself in and get ready for Blabbing in the Bluegrass, Episode 4 of Season 3. Let's hit it! Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Lebanon to Lexington, Marion to Metro Louisville, nobody blankets the Commonwealth like we do here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass because you know we explore and celebrate all things Kentucky from right here at the breathtakingly beautiful North Quail Motel in Henderson, KY. I'm Sam Moore, and I hope you're ready for some great-tasting ice cream along with some music to your ears in the form of bluegrass, along with plenty of humor and entertainment that comes with the package. And of course, it all starts right outside Campbellsburg in Henry County, where we find Sharon Rowlett. She is the co-owner of Rowlett's Milkhouse Creamery. She and her brother own the place, and they are both dairy farmers. So you know they're going to have good milk, and that good milk creates superior quality products, which you can sample on a daily basis. Well, except for Monday. They're closed on Monday, but we'll forgive them. Sharon's going to tell us what they're all about momentarily, and then we will talk with Lardo from the duo that really needs no introduction. The Moron Brothers. For over two decades, they have been entertaining people across the state and far beyond, so we're going to learn a little bit more about them. Lardo's going to enlighten us on uh, their background and experience along with some stories that you just can't find anywhere else. You have to hear them to believe them, and so don't move a muscle. They're also going to play a song for us, well, off the track. They sent me a track. I told them that was fair enough, and we're going to play that for you 
at the end of the show. It's called Never Take a Knee. And you'll find out more about that as we go along here. But in the meantime, don't forget to email me or Facebook me with your questions, comments, suggestions, so forth. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com is the email address. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. On the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, which I encourage you to like and follow, you can make comments, leave messages, you can listen to previous shows that you may have missed, and keep up with additional information as it is presented. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and listen free of charge on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Please take advantage of those additional avenues, too. So before we visit with Sharon Rowlett, just outside of Campbellsburg, KY, we have another bluegrass brain buster for you. And, of course, you know the drill. We will have the answer at the conclusion of today's show. And whether you realize it or not, the Boy Scouts of America Scouting Museum is located right here in Kentucky on a certain college campus. Which college campus is this? Again, on which Commonwealth College campus is the Boy Scouts of America Scouting Museum located? You scout it out, and we will reveal the answer in the program's final segment. Good luck. And now, Blabbit in the Bluegrass brings you a local business landmark. Well, today in our local business landmark, we are featuring a fairly new addition to the Henry County circuits, but they are gradually gaining momentum by the day. And with us, we have a lady who felt strong enough about the community of Campbellsburg and about ice cream to come out of retirement and uh, start this very unique landmark that uh, isn't about to lose any steam. And so let's welcome none other than former Bedford Elementary School principal, Miss Sharon Rowlett. Thank you, Sam. It's wonderful to talk to you this morning. Well, Sharon, it's great to talk to you. And, of course, you are the co-owner of Rallet's Milk House Creamery, which is uh, a proud Campbellsburg institution. And uh, when did you retire from Bedford Elementary? I retired in the summer of 2007. Gotcha. So I've been out several years. <laughs> hey, you're you're still a young pup, though. So... <laughs> Anyhow, we're sure glad you're here. Now, um, tell us what inspired you to come out of retirement a few years ago and partner with your brother, Terry, to uh, establish this ice cream heaven. Well, Sam, we have a dairy. We're one of the very few dairies left here in Henry County. We're um, currently milking 70 cows, Holstein and Jerseys. How about that? And um, we... um, my father had had a dairy in Trimble County, and we moved here in 74. And um, the last couple years, we could see that the milk check wasn't exactly covering the feed bill for the cows. Ah. So we knew we had to do something else, Sam. So um, we decided that we would try, first of all, making cheese. And then we, before we built, we decided, well, we would do ice cream, and we would do butter. As a high school student in Trimble County, um, in college, um, when I was in college at Eastern, 
In the summer, I worked at the local Wheeler's Dairy Freeze at Bedford. Wheeler's Dairy um, Freeze. Where Miss um, Wheeler made ice cream and had um, wonderful um, sales and things there, and I just liked it. And like I said, growing up on the dairy farm, I've always been around um, the dairy industry. Um, We would make homemade ice cream just in the small churns, but nothing on the um, scale that we're doing today. I know as far as making ice cream, you gain valuable experience, like you said, at Wheeler's. Have you you learned any other tricks of the trade and concocting craveable ice cream since then? Well, we... um, we experiment. Um, we try to keep it simple, and we try to keep it fresh. Um, we don't do any wild flavors. We try to um, keep the basics. We have about 16, 17 flavors now. And um, we really, um, if somebody mentions something to us, we will try to maybe experiment with that or put it on our list to experiment with it down the road. Sure. Um, we had someone that wanted mint chocolate chip, and so we've added that now. And, um, of course, our peach is out for the summer. Someone mentioned awesome. uh, vanilla chocolate chip. We did that. Um, so we've done blueberries. So we've done several um, things that people have suggested to us. Well, Sharon, it's great to hear that you're so open-minded towards um, all these new suggested flavors, and that, that'll only broaden your horizons even more. Now, what have been your most enjoyable aspects of the uh, Rallet's Milk House Creamery venture to this point? Oh, I'd say definitely the people. Um, the, the people, that our customers that we have that come in, um, repeat customers, People that drive here as a destination, um, they may come from down um, in Owensboro. They may come from Richmond, um, Cincinnati, Louisville. Um, We just have people from everywhere. And we have a big map of the United States here in our um, retail area. And when someone comes, we'll ask them to pin that. And we have most of our states filled where somebody from that state has been here and visited us. And our community here at Rowlett's Milkhouse Creamery includes um, the surrounding counties. Um, you know, we have people that drive from Frankfurt, um, oh, yeah. from Taylorsville. Mm. I had a man the other day um, said his boss told him to come here. Said He said, that's over an hour drive. He said, it's well worth it. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, there's and something he, to be said for that. And he said, it was. <laughs> he agreed with his boss. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Sharon, you've recently been voted uh, best of the best ice cream, no surprise. Uh, that's according to uh, a Henry County newspaper. So with a wide array of unique and innovative ice cream parlors in uh, Louisville and nearby Cincinnati and points in between, tell us what makes Rowlett's Milkhouse creamery, quote-unquote cream, the competition? Well, people tell us, and we are, we are so thankful that our ice cream is good. So that's that's the plus. Um, I think people enjoy the um, coming out and seeing. It's usually my face. If the retail is open, I'm here. <laughs> right. So, you know, I see them um, 
constantly, so they see the same person every time. And they can walk in now and say, um, I need the Blake special, which I know, you know, what Blake kind of milkshake he wants. Or I want the usual. Or I see somebody getting out of the car and I think, uh, cookies and cream milkshake they're coming for. You can get started so, for them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you sort of get used to them. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, um, I think it's just a personal touch. And, um, this was the first year that the Henry County local had done the best of the best, um, in the area. And, um, we decided, my brother and I decided that, um, when they came out with that, we was not going to do any political campaigning for it or anything. We was just going to let the chips fall where they may, you know. Right. And um, and we were bl- just really blessed and um, happy when they called and told us that. See, now, you just you just let your ice cream do the talking, didn't you? That's correct. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> yes, indeed. And seeing the same people every time and developing that camaraderie, there's. There's something to be said for that, too. Now, with um, over a dozen intriguing flavors, 17 to be exact, ranging from uh, butter pecan to coconut to lemon cream, we can all find something that suits our fancy. But uh, with all with all those to choose from, Sherrod, which ones seem to be in highest demand? And tell us what you think makes them such huge hits. Um, our, our biggest seller is banana. 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 And, um, of course, it's made fresh. Um, you know, we make it fresh every week and sometimes twice a week. Um, also, our cookies and cream, which is a chocolate-based Oreo cookie. Mm. Um, and so those are our two big sellers. And right now, our birthday bash is a big seller. It's a vanilla ice cream with cake and sprinkles and icing in it. Now, I had and, a birthday um, last month. I would have really done uh, that. Yeah, you, you could have come and gotten that. <laughs> and um, so those are our biggest seller. And then um, in the season, in the um, spring, we bring out blueberry. Um, the summer, we bring out peach. And then um, in the winter, we have peppermint and bourbon eggnog. Mm. And um, we only have, may have those for two or three months out of the year. And um, people seem to like the seasonal, you know, flavors that we bring out, too. Absolutely. Peppermint's is perfect for Christmas and the bourbon eggnog right around New Year's. Those are... <laughs> right. Now, our, our butter pecan, we do it a little bit different, Sam. We do not scoop it in ice cream cones. And the reason we don't do that is because it has nuts in it. Um, there are people that are allergic to nuts. Right. And, um, you know, as a former elementary school principal, I dealt with those food allergies. Yes, and no so doubt. We decided, we decided to start with that we could make it, but we make it in the factory, which is right here, you know, in the door behind the retail area. We make it, we put it in self-contained half gallons. Um, we wash and sanitize everything that we've used in the factory with that. And we only sell the butter pecan in the half a gallons. Okay, and so no butter pecan and cones. And that's, beca- that's correct. That's because of the allergy factor. Oh, I um, and most people 
are disappointed, you know, when they hear that. But then when you explain to them why, they said, you know, that makes sense. Right. You know, that makes sense. Because if you're dipping it and you was to drop a nut into the cookies and cream and then the next person gets cookies and cream and there's a nut been dropped in that. <laughs> that could um, be a problem. <laughs> yes, it could be. And so, you know, we, um, we have some people that come from Frankfurt um, with their children because they have a daughter that is allergic to nuts. Mm. And, you know, they know she can come and, you know, can look at the ice cream and choose what she wants because there's not going to be anything there that is nut, you know, related. But we do sell a lot of the half a gallons of the, um, of the butter pecan. Lots of the half gallons. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. with good reason. That's you know yeah. when you got yeah. when you got ice cream that good, you really don't need a cone. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yeah, but it is definitely an added bonus with with right. the other flavors. And, and we have had people who work construction; they'll come by and get two or three half a gallons. They keep a metal spoon in their truck oh. and cups and um, spoons. And they take it back to the construction site. <laughs> How about that? They come ready to eat with their utensils. They do. And... They, do. they keep their spoon with them. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Now, so, so I assume you sell your ice cream by the cup or the cone, except for the butter pecan. We we sell um, the cone um, or the dip, either in a cone or a little cup. Right. Um, and we also sell by half a gallon. Um, out of our um, retail freezer, we have had people, we had one lady to shift some to California, mm. um, to her mother in California. We've had people to take it with them. Um, if they come and they're traveling more than an hour and they want a certain flavor, we'll go back and get it out of the chill blaster, which is, you know, really, really, really hard. And um, like, you know, minus 30 degrees. And as long as they don't drop it on their foot, you know, they're going to be okay. Sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, they can get it home. So um, we do sell a lot of the, uh, you know, half a gallon. Right. Um, weekly. For those of you that don't know, uh, Rallet's Milkhouse Creamery was recently featured in uh, Kentucky Living Magazine. Byron Crawford had a nice article about him. I encourage y'all to read yes, it. But anyway. Yeah, uh, according to that article, there's a rather interesting story behind Haley's Blueberry Ice Cream and how that was named. So tell us how your one-of-a-kind Haley's Blueberry Ice Cream was named exactly. Well, Haley is a um, young lady, little girl, who um, attends Camelsburg Elementary School. And back in 2019, um, she was having a little bit of, let's say, a difficulty wanting to go to school. Lack of motivation. So, <laughs> so her dad her dad would drop her off every morning, and every morning they would have tears. And it just broke dad's heart, you know, to have Aww. to leave his daughter there with her crying. And so um, he finally told her, said, if you don't cry today, I'll take you to um, get ice cream. And we'll go out and get ice cream after the creamery. And so she didn't cry. So he brought her for ice cream. He thought, oh, this is going pretty good. So he tried the next day. Well, you know, after a few days, it sort of got expensive to bring her every day. 
Sure. So um, he finally said, you know, we'll come once a week. But Haley doesn't cry anymore. <laughs> no tears. Now, she's now in the fifth grade. And um, so one day she was out there at or here in the creamery, and she always says, do you have any new flavors? And my brother asked her, so well, what's your favorite flavor? And she said she liked blueberry. So we were making blueberry, and we asked the dad if we can name the blueberry after his daughter Haley. And he right. said, sure. So that's how we got the name Haley's Blueberry. And um, it's named after a wonderful young lady um, that we met through the creamery here and who attends Camelsburg Elementary School. Well, what a nice story. And with it being summertime, I'm sure you'll see Haley quite a few times over the next few uh, we months. See, we, we still see her about every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine she goes too long without... Mom, mom or dad bring her back, yes. Without her paying grandma. you a visit. That's grandma. And like I said, I read that in uh, Byron Crawford's feature. Of course, a lot of people remember him from his days... Uh, Yes. Hosting uh, Kentucky Life, and he's just got right. a, a great voice and a super nice man, I'm sure. Yes, he is. He comes and visits us quite often. Also, yes. he's a regular up there. He does. He comes. Yes. Well, that's that's cool, and it's always nice to be in the in the presence of somebody like that. Yes. You got a feature yes. out of it, so that's yes. yes, that's icing on the cake. Now, there's certainly. More that meets the ice cream at Rowlett's Milk House Creamer, as we uh, briefly touched on earlier. Uh, this includes a delicious assortment of cheeses produced there on site. So why don't you, Sharon, give us an overview of the splendid selection available among your uh, cheeses there at Rowlett's. Well, my brother Terry makes all the cheese, and we also make butter, um, salted and unsalted butter. Right. Um but um, Terry does make the cheese. He had never made cheese before 2019. We had a wonderful um, gentleman to come and help him. And um, he also went to um, Western Kentucky University for some training down there. Mm, that's my alma mater. And, and um, yes, and their cheesemaker down there really was helpful to him. And so um, right now we have... Um, Kobe, we have cheddar, which is our biggest seller, mm. and um, we have pepper jack. That's my we favorite. Also, we also have those in the smoked version. We have a bacon cheddar that is really um, a big seller. A lot of people like that on their hamburgers, sure. as well as just eating on crackers, a Ritz cracker or something, as an hors d'oeuvre. We also have a, a coffee rubbed cheddar coffee rubbed and cheddar and that idea came from a lady from England mm. and um, and you um, put it in your aging freezer or, or not freezer your aging cooler and um, you age it for several months and that coffee flavor sort of soaks into that cheese and it's really good and so that's a big seller and we also make pimento cheese. Pimento cheese. And um, we have it most of the time, not 100% of the time, but we do pimento cheese. And then cheese curds, of course, is um, a big seller with the cheese. Oh, yeah, but, that's a big um, Wisconsin thing, too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> kind of expanded and, um, through the years. 
And so, um, you know, our cheese sales are really picking up right now. Oh, a I lot of people imagine. are, um, especially with the butter and the cheese, you know, we have regular customers. We have one man that comes every other week to get butter. We have another um, lady that comes, and she's always getting the coffee rub cheddar. And so, you know, there's people that have their favorites. Yeah, there again. And um, we do do some um, selling, um, wholesale of the, the cheeses and the butter to some other markets throughout the state. So um, that's been fun to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the two that I'm most thank well, I want to try all of them, but the two that uh, I'm most anxious to try are the pepper jack and the uh, coffee rub cheddar, because I like coffee and I like cheddar. Sure. Never had them together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very good. <laughs> if I like them both, I'm sure I'd like the coffee rub cheddar. You would cheddar. like coffee ice cream then, too. Yes, and I know that's, um, <laughs> that's Byron Crawford's favorite, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> I thought I read yeah. that in the article. Now, yes. do you sell your cheese by the pound? We do. We um, my, we do not have a slicer as of right now. Um, so we sell it by the block, um, and we put it in eight-ounce blocks. Okay. we sell it, uh-huh. I see. So if you want a pound, you just buy two eight-ounce blocks. And, sure, sure. <laughs> and that takes and then, care of that. And then sometimes, you know, at Christmas, people will want it, um, you know, a pound of it or maybe five pounds of a cubed, and, you know, we can do that. Or we do make cheese baskets at Christmas. I make cheese baskets at Mother's Day. And, um, you know, people seem to like that. This past Christmas, I thought, well, I'll try that. Never had done anything like that before, but I like the artistic um, sort of aspect of it, you know, decorating the basket and fixing it. And I thought, oh, if I do a dozen, I'll be happy. Well, I did over 70. Oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> and it, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, and the Father's Day's coming up next week, too. Now, are you doing any special baskets or concoctions we, for we Father's will Day? Do, we will do um, a basket for Father's Day, yes. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. And, and most any other holiday that you could want a basket. Yes, Sharon we will, do. Yes, Sharon we will do. take care of you. Yes, now, we uh, do. Aside from your ice cream and cheeses, which are definitely second to none, uh, why don't you fill us in on the other goodies that are available for purchase there at Rallets that maybe people overlook or forget about? Well, we do some seasonal things, especially in the winter. Um, from Thanksgiving on to after Valentine's Day, I make fudge ah. um, using our butter here. Um, at the creamery, and I only make two flavors, um, peanut butter and um, chocolate. I sell them in, um, there's over a pound in the container. Um, and um, so I sell a lot of those that really, as fast as I make them, they sort of go out the door. Oh, and, sure. <laughs> um, and um, we make everything, like I say, here on site. Oh, yeah. Um, it, you know, so, um, and time is a factor, you know, getting things made. So cheese, cheese is a big seller in the winter. And then when we add the fudge and, um, we do have, you know, our, our merchandise, our caps and our shirts and our hats and, um, our sun visors and our cups and things and magnets here. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we, like I say, we sort of keep it simple. 
people and focus on the dairy aspect of it. Right sure. now, it's June is dairy month, and children that come in are getting um, books that tells about the story of milk and how it gets from the farm to the table. Um, they get keychains, they get fans that look like a Holstein cow, and um, mamas can get cookbooks mm. that we give away, and those are all giveaways to just promote the dairy industry right now. You know, anytime you can get a free cookbook, nobody should pass on that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so go on out there, take advantage of that. It's also nice to know that all these people coming from uh, the 50 states and Maybe beyond at some point, they can get nice little souvenirs to take yes, back yes. with them. And <laughs> yes, the <laughs> magnets have Rowlett's Milk House Creamery or um, Don't Touch My Ice Cream and Nobody Gets Hurt. And, you know, <laughs> cute little things like that. Yeah, quite appropriate indeed. Stuff we yes. can all relate to. Well, uh, Sharon, you've been great. We sure appreciate you coming on. Now, one final piece of business here in 30 seconds or less. Why don't you explain why Rowlett's Milk House Creamery is truly the place where ice cream and dairy lovers unite? We have a lot of people that come, especially older people, that have grown up on a dairy farm. Um, used to be everywhere you looked, somebody you know had a silo and was milking cows. That is no longer the ebb anymore. <laughs> no. A lot of people follow my brother's farm as well as um, the um, Creamery Facebook page. And I think, you know, people like our ice cream. Um, I've heard people even use the word that they're addicted to it. Um, <laughs> and so they'll come and get maybe seven or eight half gallons at a time. Stock up. And um, especially from Louisville, you know, when they're not out here every day. Sure. So I hope the place to be... For ice cream and for dairy lovers, it's because of our ice cream, um, that it is a good product. Our cheese is a good product. Our butter is a good product. That's what we strive to do. That is our goal, is to make a nutritious um, product that people enjoy and that it's good for them. And um, it sort of showcases the dairy industry and the products that are produced from wonderful milk um, that our cows produce. Amen to that. Good good milk <laughs> leads to good ice cream, good That's cheese, correct. good everything. So That's correct. <laughs> yep, I'd say you're you're definitely succeeding in your in your quest to make quality products and I'm already looking forward to that fudge come wintertime. So <laughs> Yes. And our dairy our dairy is just about three fourths of a mile from the creamery here. Oh, and right there um, close. sometimes sometimes people will just drive down the road and see the cows in the front pasture. My brother owns the land across from the creamery, across the roadway. So we have cat well, now we have beef cattle over there. But you know, people just enjoy, especially from the city, coming out and seeing animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but just the, the yeah. scenery in and of itself is reason enough to visit yeah. Rowlett's Milk House Creamery. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. that's and in, awesome. the, in the little town of Camelsburg, which is a, right on the train on railroad track, is a wonderful little playground, too, that people will take their children to. It looks like a big train. And um, so, you know, they'll stop there and let the children play there a while and then come on out here and 
get ice cream and use the bathrooms and sit in the shelter house a while. So, so it's go. a win-win for Camelsburg, um, you know, the Camelsburg community. Absolutely. So you, you can get the cows and the playground and the the ice cream all right there in the same general ballpark. <laughs> make a make a big old day out of it. So uh, I know you got a Campbell's you got a Campbellsburg address. So I assume you're just uh, a few miles outside the city limits. We are almost about a mile, um, if about half a mile. Okay. We are at the intersection of 421 and 55, and um, Commerce Parkway is um, right off of 55. And um, so it's real easy to get to. Sure. And Camelsburg is a small community, and, you know, if you stop anywhere, they can probably tell you how to get here. Exactly. If you get lost, just ask somebody. They will, or just call Sharon, for that matter. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. And, and we she'll... can get people to call. Because sometimes GPS sends them down to the farm. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> they, will, they, will, they will call and say, we're sitting in a driveway and there's cows on both sides of the road. <laughs> we don't see any ice cream. <laughs> 421 and 55, Sharon's easy to get to, or plenty of people can help you find her. Now, what are your hours there at the Creamery? Um, our summer hours are um, Tuesday through um, Friday. We're open 11 um, until 9 at night. Uh-huh. On Saturdays, we're open from 10 to 9. And on Sundays from one to nine. Okay, so not nine p.m. is a common thing. The open time varies, yes. and uh, yes. whenever whenever those doors are open, Sharon's there. So uh, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's I remember. I remember you saying in the article the days are long, but not as long as they were when you were a principal. So. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. That's correct. And you're having. And then- a lot of fun too. So, and we are. And this Saturday, this coming Saturday, um, and the third Saturday of every month, um, this summer, the Henry County Cattlemen's Association is going to be out here in our side yard, um, grilling up um, ribeyes. Oh, so my mouth's watering come already. And buy a ribeye sandwich and come and get them a milkshake, and they've got a meal. So you got lunch and dessert all in one. So yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Swing on by there Saturday and check out the Henry County Cattlemen's Association. What time are they going to be out there? Do you know? They will be here from 11 to 2. 11 to 2. So you got a three-hour window there. You can yes. get you a big old juicy ribeye and <laughs> just yes. enjoy some good quality time with uh, Sharon and her yes. folks and, and your own family. Sure. Well, uh, sure. That's cool stuff. And why don't let's give them that phone number they can touch base with you. Um, our phone number is 502-532-7533. 532-7533. And don't forget to check her out at Rowlett's Milk House Creamery LLC on Facebook as well. And Sharon will keep you posted on all of the uh, seasonal favorites and everything else that she's up to <laughs> there at, right. uh, at Rowlett's too. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for your time. It's thank been a, you. A pleasure talking to you, and uh, you too, Sam. We'll have to do this again sooner than later, and I'll have to okay snag some ice Catch cream and fudge sure. while, while I'm at it. <laughs> well, sure, Sam. Have a blessed day. Well, you do the same. You know, I think it'd be worth going up there just to meet Sharon, even without eating any of the ice cream or cheeses or 
butter, fudge, anything else they've got. She is quite a delight. Such a pleasure to talk to, and you, my friend, need to go up there and soak up the full Rallet's Milkhouse Creamery experience. I will link you to their Facebook page in my show notes so you can find out more about them there and learn everything you need to know before you go up there to see them. Because we know it's not a matter of if you'll pay them a visit. It's simply a matter of when. And with that, let's switch gears a little bit. And if you're familiar with sing-along songs such as Kentucky River Bullfrog, Grandfather's Clock, or how about this one? If my nose was running money, I'd blow it all on you. Well, we're about to introduce you to half of the duo responsible for the success of these masterpieces. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. They've really broadened their horizons in recent years. You might have seen them on television. They've done some radio stints and so forth. So they've been around the block. And uh, they've been giving all of us something to chuckle about for uh, over two decades, and they're still going strong. So let's welcome one half of the Lexington-based Moron Brothers, Mr. Lardo Moron. Hey, Samuel, how's it going, brother? I'll tell you what's the truth. We're, uh, you're tougher than woodpecker lips. Uh, you <laughs> are, uh, I appreciate what you're doing down there in Henderson and... Uh, it's a, it's a pleasure to be able to talk with you. Well, it's a pleasure to uh, talk with you as well, Mr. Lardo. And um, I know you live in Nicholasville now, but you were telling me you're from Garrett County originally, aren't you? Well, I farmed over there for years, yeah, and they kicked me out of Garrett County and and um, I owed some people money and stuff. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but I got that squared away, so... Uh, I went to come back to Jessamine County, where where I live here now with my mom, pretty much. But uh, my wife, she's she stays in uh, Mercer County, right across the river, where where my home is when I ain't here with mom. Oh, gotcha. And, uh, so your wife is so in I'm the. Kind of a, I'm kind of a drifter. I I go wherever I'm needed. And <laughs> there you go. I'm, they they tell you to go someplace, and you just. Do as you're told. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do everything my wife tells me. She's a, she's pretty handy with a knife and a gun. Uh, <laughs> not a woman that you want to mess with, huh? No, uh, she was. Uh, she she talks a lot though. My wife does. Uh, bless her heart. I, <laughs> she just talks all the time. And, oh. The other day we was going to Cherokee, North Carolina, playing a bluegrass festival. She fell out of the car. Uh oh. Police pulled me over. Said, "Buddy, your wife fell out of the car." I said, "Thank goodness! I thought I went deaf." <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> Strange things happen when you're en route to Cherokee, North Carolina. I guess. I know it. Now, uh, talk about some of your fondest memories of uh, growing up in the uh, Garrett County area, there, Lardo. <laughs> I know when uh, I was uh, young, I, I thought uh, maybe that I had a, a big old boar hog got me down and rolled me over and wore me out. But uh, <laughs> I got the best of him. He, oh, there you go. We, I, yeah, but uh, it wasn't a real fond memory. But <laughs> it's a memory. <laughs> it was. A, it was. 
from memory. Uh, uh, we raised hogs and cattle, hay, corn, tobacco. Tobacco was a staple. We. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it was. Uh, I don't, and I can't believe when it left out. And, uh, no more tobacco. It was. I wrote a song about it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on one of the albums. I got. To, uh, make sure you tell the folks out there in Radio Land about the Moron Brothers Store dot com. Absolutely. Got six, six albums and two DVDs and baloney hats and. Uh, See, you've yeah. even uh, you've even got a song about fried baloney sandwiches. I know. Oh so. Lord, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a we had a baloney sponsor and. He was giving us bologna to sell on the road, and it never did seem to make it to the table to sell it. It would disappear, and I had to call Burley. I said, look, we're eating too much of this bologna. I said, we need to sell some of it, and he, uh, he's lazy. I, I mean, he's just... Uh, <laughs> some of us are. I can't get him to do a whole lot of much, and he lies all the time. I've got to call his hogs for him. They don't even believe him. And <laughs> Pretty sad when the hogs don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, I come in there the other day, uh, Sam, and he was, had a big bunch of, he loves them little old animal crackers that the kids get, you know. Oh, that brings crackers. back memories. Yeah. Well, he still eats them. Some woman at a bluegrass festival gave him a old sack of them. Well, that was nice. And, he had them dumped out all over the floor. No. Said, what are you doing? He said, he had the bears in one pile and the lions in one and the tigers and he had them all separated and the elephants and the giraffes. I said, well, he said, you got to come here and help me, Lardo. I said, why? He said, the sack says we got to find the seals because if the seal is broke, we can't eat near one of them. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> gotta find those seals <laughs> yeah that's not one of the animals in the bunch unfortunately but uh oh maybe someday i tell you the um the first moron brothers song that uh that i ever heard was kentucky river bullfrog yeah you know that's pretty much a, a true story i live on the kentucky river and uh we go down through there and catch them with our hands of a night with a with a handheld light, and uh, we would catch them. Uh, I mean, all we could handle, and uh, we'd stay out all night. And and I wrote that song off a true story, and we were making uh, I forget I think it was third album we made, and and. Uh, producer said you you need another song and i said well i've got one here i wrote several years ago but uh and me and burley and the bass player run through it and he said man that's a killer song and uh, we didn't even get to go all the way through it he said why don't y'all lay it down and so we we did and the first try he said you're not gonna get no better than that let's keep it let's go with that okay you know, it's got more airplay than anything we've ever done. And, well, that doesn't it, surprise me. I'll tell you. <laughs> it, it was funny how that worked out. I, it, we wasn't even going to do it. Didn't even have plans to do it. They had never even, the bass player never even heard it before. And uh, 
turn it and it, and it clicked. See, that's that's how a bunch of moron brothers fans got frogs in their throats. <laughs> yeah, we 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 first started out. You know, I'm gonna tell you this. And I want you listeners to hear this. Sure. The way we got our name was off the wall. First of all, we a guy. I worked at the Lexington, Kentucky Fire Department, and right. we had a jam session, and a promoter came by there, and he was a picker, Dean Osborne. He's a cousin to Bobby and Sonny Osborne, right. and a great friend of mine, soon became like a brother to me, still is, and we play his festival every year at Hyden, Osborne Brothers Homecoming Festival, mm-hmm. first weekend in August, and anyway, he, he said, man, I'll give you all... $200 if you'll come and do a 45-minute set for me uh, at the Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. And I said, okay, yeah. Well, I, I don't. I hope Burley don't hear this because I never did give him none of the money. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, we did. And when we come on stage, we went out there. Tony Rice was coming on behind us. J.D. Crow, New South, Tony Rice. And some guy on the other side of my wife leaned over to her and said, did you see them two morons that was just up there? Oh, no. <laughs> this is true. This is true, Sam. I ain't lying this time. <laughs> so that's how we come up with the moron, bro. And I looked, yeah, I looked at Burley. I said, I guess we're the moron brothers. Uh, and <laughs> we, we got to kidding about it. Well, it stuck. Yeah, and the next guy now. that hired us, I, uh, he hired us, uh, and we played a show for him in Stanton, Kentucky. John Mize, boy, he's a great guy. He He's passed and gone now, but he said, uh, I'm going to book y'all as the Moron Brothers. And he did. He put it out a flyer, and there we was. And people said, who in the world got so stupid to call herself the Moron Brothers? And they wanted to come see what we looked like. <laughs> And uh, the rest is history. They're not biological brothers, but they are musical brothers. And uh, you well, know, I tell everybody we're Siamese half brothers. There you go, Siamese half brothers. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you where we's connected at. <laughs> That's why he's got that outlook on life. But anyway, <laughs> the other half of the Moron Brothers, Barley. Um, you, you tell he, you told me yesterday he's been getting in a little trouble, hadn't he? Oh, he's been bad, bro. Yeah, he's, his wife, uh, she caught him peeing in the shower. And then people over at Lowe's, they really got mad about it when they caught him. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine so. <laughs> he was standing on scales the other day, of course. He's, he, he, I try to get him to lose weight constantly. I'm a little overweight, too, but he's way overweight. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he joined Weight Watchers. Did he? So far, he's lost $38. But, uh, $38. Yeah. He, uh, he was standing on the scales. His wife come by and said, uh, I don't do you no good to suck your stomach in, stand on them scales. And he said, yes, it does. If you want to see them numbers, it does. Uh, <laughs> Had to suck it in to see the numbers. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So needless to say, he's he's got a little bit on his plate, but we're sure glad that Lardo could join us today. Now, I know you've uh, you've written a lot of your songs, or have you written all of them? Uh, well, 
we wrote uh, if my nose was running money honey i'd blow it all on you we wrote that together <laughs> that's a great title <laughs> and we sang it on opry a couple times uh there's three or four more we've wrote together but uh, he wrote a song that was really my favorite song and I, I really like it's tribute to Merle Travis. Oh, Merle Travis. down in Western Kentucky there, and of course Merle's from Muhlenberg County, and he's one of our heroes. Merle Travis is. He's a lot of people's hero. Yep. Yeah, and we've been down there every year for the thumb picking contest almost every year, and and Burley even entered it a time or two, and I, I think if I ain't sure, he, he may have won it one year, but. Eddie Pennington's a great friend of ours. He's a great friend, a great guy, and a great picker. But anyway, Burley wrote a song, Tribute to Merle Travis. Hmm. And it is a killer song. It's on, uh, I think, our first album. Well, it was so good, it made the CMA charts in Europe. And uh, they got to talking about us going on a European tour. A song I wrote about Chew Tobacco. <laughs> Singing uh, it in Europe. Yeah, yeah, it made it made the charts, CMA charts in Europe. How about Got that? Music awards, and and we thought maybe we going to have to go to Nashville and get all cleaned up and everything and maybe accept some kind of European award, but uh, we didn't. And anyway. <laughs> you just missed it narrowly, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> story of our life but anyway <laughs> they wanted to interview us here in Lexington, Kentucky on Channel 27 about going on a European tour oh yeah and I so I said okay let's go be on television we'll talk about whatever you know it don't matter we'll be on television might help us well we were down in the basement waiting on a TV man to come and get us and, yeah and Bill Bryant and Barbara Bailey noon today it was live and and uh, Burley's got this stupid popsicle somewhere. I don't know where he got it at, but... Uh, a popsicle? Yeah, he just had took the paper off his popsicle. Well, Bill Bryan hollered, said, come on, other people didn't show up. We're live. She's killing time. Please run. Hurry, hurry. So we <laughs> tore out up the steps, him holding that stupid popsicle. <laughs> well, I couldn't get around him. He's in front of me, and he walked in there right before... He walked in front of them live TV cameras. There was no place to throw the popsicle and done that paper off of it. So he puts it in his pocket. Oh, put it in his pocket. <laughs> and we walk in there and the guy says, Here they are, ladies and gentlemen, the Moron Brothers. Burley, tell them what kind of tour you're getting ready to go on. <laughs> well, he just looks at the camera like a bogging mule. Don't say nothing. <laughs> I'm getting nervous and I can't get to them. He said, Tell them, what kind of tour are y'all going on? I leaned up and whispered in his ear. I said, European. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not. My popsicle's melting. Ah. <laughs> little On difference TV, there. That was the end of our TV pretty much career. Oh, God. You made it count, I'd say, though. That was a memorable <laughs> television experience. Uh, we're on Tim Farmer's uh, Country Kitchen. He, yes. he, airs, he airs us a lot. That's a great show. Tim Farmer's a good friend, and and we hooked up with Tim, and I'm going to tell you something. He is real. He is a dandy. I he love is, the boy he? like a brother. He's a matter of fact, 
he could be kidding me. His mother's maiden name is Carr, same as mine. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's your birth last name, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Before you became a moron. <laughs> he used to, of course, host Kentucky Field, and uh, now it's Kentucky, uh, our Farmer's Kitchen, with uh, his wife Nikki, who's recently joined him. Yeah, and yep. so he's a, they're they're really close, good friends, and good people, good Christian people. His daddy's a Baptist minister. Oh, did not know that. So Tim yep. Farmer's dad's a Tim's Baptist daddy's minister. A Baptist minister. Oh, gotcha. That's neat. Yep, y'all can uh, y'all can check the Moron Brothers out on many of uh, Tim Farmer's Country Kitchen episodes, and you can uh, get a nice taste of them that way. Now, uh, just out of curiosity, Lardo, what's the farthest you've ever traveled to perform a gig to this point? Uh, Ireland. Ireland. Oh, that's <laughs> that's a far piece away. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we went to. We went to Ireland about, I'm going to say, seven, eight years ago. We had a sponsor and a, a guy by the name of John Nyan, who was a big bluegrass follower. He was an Irishman. We went uh, we went over there and stayed for like eight or nine days. We was over there. Mm. I thought Burley was going to starve to death. Uh, yeah. He ain't too fond of blood pudding and stuff like that. I eat anything, but <laughs> I caught him one time walking down the street one night with a handful of Snickers bars and oatmeal cakes and all kinds of stuff. And we stayed at a, and uh, right there, Bunrotty Castle. It was a good trip. Uh, we had a really great time, and that's where both of our ancestors are from, Irish descent. And, Oh, I gotcha. So you got and, some uh, Irish yeah, ancestors. Kind of went back to the motherland there and touched home. I was. <laughs> it was in the county Cork there, the city of Cork and County Cork, and played, we played all over that place. But uh, I'm standing there at a place called the Pier on the River Leeds. Yeah. In city Cork. And I'm. This is where they all boarded the ship and they either went to Australia or America. One or the other. Uh. During a potato famine. And, and thanks the good Lord that my people came to America. and uh, Absolutely. Too, and I kind of felt a tremor in the forest standing there where they stood leaving their home place and their mothers and their fathers and grandkids and kids and so on and so forth. And, right. Well, there was a lady taking tickets for a museum there. And I left, and I walked down there, and I said, uh, uh, she said, I could tell that uh, that you, your family be from here. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, uh, my name is uh, Carr. Oh, my goodness, my mother's name is Carr. <laughs> and I said, you're kidding me. Oh, no, i tell you where they come from. And she, she'd come in to tell me all the car and everything, and I, it was a wonderful trip, a wonderful trip. <laughs> it's not a bad accent there, Lardo. <laughs> On a somewhat related note, um, what's the biggest crowd that you've ever entertained thus far? Well, I'm going to say live crowd out in front of us. Was, <laughs> we done a package show with J.D. Crow and Dean Osborne. All sounds fun. We went, yeah, we went from uh, here to 
Bristol, from Bristol to uh, Marion, North Carolina, and from there to Savannah, Georgia. And Marion, North Carolina, I'm going to say there were somewhere between five and 8,000. I couldn't, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We play a show up in Pennsylvania. We're getting ready to go there first weekend in July at Remington Ride. Remington and I think they said there the day that we were there the last time there was over eighty four hundred people there. Mm, that's a, a pretty good sized crowd for us and I mean big big is about as big as we ever played in front of. Other than television and the internet. We opened the show for Merle Haggard one time. Oh, that had to be quite an honor. Oh yeah, it's Kentucky Theater. Yeah, back years ago it was a songwriter's night and I mean I mean the guy wrote and recorded 41 number one country songs. I, how can you beat that? He, yeah. he could do it all, play every instrument. Uh, he's a real icon, isn't he? he, he he's not going to be topped. Nobody's ever going to top him. No. I, don't. I agree with that. The, the Okie from Muskogee is in a league of his own. <laughs> yep. Speaking of uh, places that uh, you've been and you're about to go to, let's talk about some of your upcoming tour dates. I know you've been in Cherokee, North Carolina, just this past weekend. Uh, what are some of the tour dates you got scheduled in the days well, and weeks we, to come? We're getting a little bit long in the tooth. I'm, I just, I'm getting ready to turn 69 years old. Burley's already 70. I know we don't look it and don't act it. He sure don't. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we're cutting back on some long hauls. I mean, we played Colorado and, uh, four or five times out there and uh, Maine three or four times, Florida, I don't know how many times. Well, yeah. We're going to be mostly in Kentucky and, and uh, southern Ohio, southern Indiana. Uh, we do have a run in uh, Pennsylvania or the first weekend in July up at Remington Ride Festival's our State College. And when we leave there, we're going to home to Logan, West Virginia, 4th of July Logan. Festival, Logan, West Virginia. Mm. And then when we get home, I'm going to feed my rabbits and my chickens and take care of my mama and just kind of keep it close <laughs> to home here. You've you've got your priorities in line, and I promise we give your mama a shout-out. So hello to Mildred Carr. Oh, man, that'll make her happy. I'll, I'll tell her that, Sam. Yeah, but she's uh, 87. Is that how old she is? 88, yeah. Oh, she's, a, one year. She, she's a tough old gal now. I, I don't know why. I, I might have told you yesterday about her going to the doctor. Oh, yeah, let's let's share that story. Okay, well, it, uh, I ain't lying this time. She went to seen a doctor she'd never seen before about her hip and he said, well, I see you've got this surgery and this surgery and this surgery, and I've got your list of medicines here. Uh, I'm going to step out of the room let my nurse take your vitals, and and uh, I'll be back and we'll see if we can't fix your problem. He walked out of the room, and Mom said, I ain't never seen that man before in my life. He knowed everything there was to know about me. And I said, well, maybe he Googled you. She said, no, he never laid a hand on me, no work. 
<laughs> that was <laughs> that was some doctor visit yesterday. <laughs> yeah, she don't eat my cooking either. Mama don't. Oh no, that's her loss. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, I ain't the best cooking. I ain't like Tim Farmer. I can't cook. I've got to try, but she said, "What in the world was that you fixed in there?" I tried to eat some of it and couldn't stand it. I said, "Well, it's just for me, Mama." I said. I don't. I didn't mean for you to eat it. She said, "Well, I couldn't, and you don't need to eat it either." Nasty. I throwed it out back. Said the dog tried to eat it. It went licking itself, to get the taste out of its mouth. I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mildred Carr. She tells it like it is, doesn't she? <laughs> she ain't no. Uh, she ain't no fake. The song that we're about to play for. Our listeners is called Never Take a Knee, and this is one of your newest efforts. And you were telling me before we uh, came on here that you wrote that right there on your front porch, didn't you? I wrote that here, right here at Mama's on the front porch after watching the uh, watching them kneeling during the national anthem. Sure did. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the inspiration behind this song, and we know that our listeners will enjoy it. Well, we sure appreciate you taking time out of your videos and, um, you know, anything, all the honeydews that your wife has for you and, you know. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my wife, she, she keeps me, she keeps me pretty busy between her and mama. She's a, she, that, let me tell y'all, tell these listeners that's listening, uh-huh. all the men folk out there especially, if, if they, uh, if their hearing is slipping like mine. Yeah. Get them a hearing aid, because if they misunderstand their wife, what they say, boy, they can get in bad trouble quick. Yep. The other day, my wife said, I'm proud of you. I said, I'm tired of you, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they need to get a hearing aid. A little difference between proud and tired, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yes, it's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've been great and uh we've sure enjoyed chatting with you and we wish you nothing but the best moving forward we'll have to do this again sometime this was fun hey we're gonna be down at the kentucky opry oh marshall county Benton, kentucky yeah let me get my book i want to tell all you listeners out there oh, let's this. do it yeah that's not too far from where i'm at yeah, no that ain't very far at all let me get the book. No, that's a good venue, too. I love yeah. them people down there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come see you. I know uh, when you came to the Bluegrass Festival in Henderson a few years ago, I was yeah. no telling what I was doing. But uh, but I'll, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do this in person before too long. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. I'm a whole lot prettier uh, <laughs> on radio than I am in person. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in Benton, Kentucky... At the Kentucky Opry on the 20th of August on a Friday. So Friday, August 20th. Yes, sir. We will be down there in your neck of the woods. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> we're all about that. Yeah. Tell them to come on out and we'll show them how poor people live. <laughs> there you go. Don't forget to check them out. It's uh, Moron Brothers Bluegrass on Facebook and uh, on Twitter and YouTube. It's Moron Brothers KY, and you just came out with a, a video a few days ago, I noticed. Yes, sir. Yeah, is episode uh, 31, I think, on the Moron cast. 
31. So <laughs> yeah. if, if you folks aren't there yet, you've got quite a bit of catching up to do. But <laughs> the uh, moronbrotherstore.com is where you can buy their albums and DVDs. <laughs> I got my grandson and my granddaughter just walking in the door here. Oh, I'll tell them. Tell them how Jigger long. Squirrel Dog, yeah. We'll give them a shout-out, too. What's their names? Uh, Savannah and Carson. Carson and they Savannah. Carson after car, two R's. He's, he's, a, he's covering a frozen rope. <laughs> frozen and then I've got Jigger, my squirrel dog. She's, I, I told my wife, said, to, you love that dog more than you love me. And I said, honey, you know how much I love you. She said, well, won't you ever tell me? And I said, I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to the dog. <laughs> oh, there might be some payback for that one. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't have I, It's the truth. I just, I don't know you why. You know, you're, you're, <laughs> you're real, aren't you? <laughs> it ain't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't be something I ain't. That's it. You just go with your strengths. Sam, it's been a great talking to you. And, and, and thank you, and thank you, listeners. And well, tell them all that, uh, we love them, and uh, we're going to try to make them laugh and make them happy, and if they ain't careful, we'll slip a little Jesus in on them. Hey, nothing wrong with a little Jesus. <laughs> there you go, brother. For that. Well, well, thank you a lot, and we look forward to listening to your song, and uh, you keep Mildred and the grandkids uh, in line up there as best you can. All right, pal. Appreciate <laughs> you, Sam. And here it is for your listening pleasure, Never Take a Knee, written by Mr. Lardo on his front porch. It's the Moron Brothers. I feel the wind of change coming. See your freedom fading fast. If we can't stand for our country, how long will freedom last? Long as God gives me the strength to stand for those who made me free. I respect the flag when they play our song I can never take a knee I will kneel to God Almighty Praising Him for all He's done I will kneel before the King of Kings The Savior God's own Son I will stand up for my country Till my dying day I'll respect the flag when they play our song I can never take a knee Shots fired at Lexington up to the present day All the years of tears and bloodshed What a price we've had to pay Our freedom wasn't free of charge It come at a great cost Don't blame me when you're on your knee For the freedom you have lost I will kneel to God Almighty Praising Him for all He's done I will kneel before the King of Kings The Savior God's own Son I will stand up for my country till my dying day. I'll respect the flag when they play our song. I can never take a knee. From within, we'll be defeated without a shot fired, I've been told. I never thought that it was possible, now I'm watching it unfold. For the future of our country, somehow we must unite. 
teach our children to respect the flag of red and yellow, black and white. I will kneel to God Almighty, praising Him for all He's done. I will kneel before the King of Kings, my Savior God's own Son. I will stand up for my country till my dying day. I'll respect the flag when they play our song, I could never take a knee. We've come too far to give it all away, down on bended knee. What a wonderful sound from two wonderful gentlemen, the Moron Brothers. Never take a knee. And I sure appreciate my new friend Lardo taking time out of his numerous commitments to join us on this week's edition of Blabbing in the Bluegrass. I will link you to the Moron store in my show notes, and you are strongly, strongly encouraged to purchase any or all of their great music and DVDs. It's all awaiting you right there on the sides, and it was also quite a thrill spending quality time today with Miss Sharon Rallett. She is, of course, the co-owner of Rallett's Milk House and Creamery just outside Campbellsburg in Henry County, and we'll be back with plenty more where this came from next week. But before we put the capper on this show, I have the highly anticipated answer to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster, which we unveiled at the beginning of the show and we asked you, on what Commonwealth College campus is the Boy Scouts of America Scouting Museum located? You may be surprised. Murray State University. Yep, Callaway County, MSU. That's where you'll find the Boy Scouts of America Scouting Museum. So if you have a history in the Boy Scouts, maybe you've got relatives who have history in the Boy Scouts, you're definitely going to want to check out this neat attraction in far southwest Kentucky. Perhaps while you're on your way to see the Moron Brothers at the Kentucky Opry in August, if not before. So, something else to throw on your bucket list, and ideally you will learn something new every week when you hang with me. That's always the intention. Email me, please. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. Also, message me, make comments on the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. Like it, follow it. Catch previous shows as well as additional information as it is presented throughout the course of the week. Until we meet again, you know what I ask of you. Just keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.